0: Welcome to C3 Church Tugra You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Cause all that I am, Lord, follow you all of my days. No looking back. I've left behind my former ways. Welcome to church. My name is Ra, Ra, Ra. all the little kids know my name, Ra, yeah, 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 it's funny when you've got a name like Ra, because people, every second person I meet, they think they haven't heard, hi, my name's Ra, and they're like, Ra, I'm like, haven't heard that before, you know. Well, um, tonight, this evening, I want to talk, I want to share with you about a little Sort of topic that's been running around on the inside of me for a little bit, and uh, and um, I'll read, I'll read something just very quickly in uh, James chapter 3, verse 2, and it says this: it says, For we all stumble in many things. Agreed? It says, If anyone does not stumble in word, he or she is a perfect man. Right. Wow, I thought. Wow, and then it goes on and says, uh, am I yelling? Is that good? Okay. It goes on and says, here's a perfect man, able to also bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. So I was, I was thinking about this whole thing and I was really stuck on that, you know, that he is a perfect man. He does not stumble in word. He is a perfect man. And I thought, wow, like perfection is attained by your tongue. This is what I was thinking. Perfection is attained by your word. And I was talking to my wife about this, and I was sort of struggling this morning. I sort of had this thing running around on me for a little bit this week, and and I was, you know, talking to my wife this morning really early, and and, um, my wife's really wise. My wife's really wise. She doesn't, you know, she kind of looks all like, hey, but she's really wise. (laughs) And um, I was talking to her about the singing a perfect word, and, 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 and something's not sitting, but maybe we should talk about, you know, speaking the word, and maybe we should talk about, you know, speaking scripture. Maybe we should talk about this, and I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about this, and I'm going to talk about this, and, talk about this and, I, and I was rambling on for a little bit like this. And I was rambling on, rambling on, rambling on, and she goes, well, it's not about the word you speak, she says, because from the mouth overflows the issues of the heart. She said, if you want to speak about that, you've got to talk about heart stuff. Whoa. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So I was going to talk about speaking the word, but they got changed this morning. Wow. Thank you, dear. Thank you, my baby. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the word you speak. It's from the mouth overflows the issues of the heart. So I thought, wow. Yeah. So tonight I want to talk about your heart. I want to talk about your, your, uh, who you are. I want to talk about your identity. I want to talk about the image that you have on the inside, because they all determine who you are. Are you with me here? And the image, like for me, the image is, is quite a. I come from I'll share a little bit of a testimony. I, I've, as a Christian, I've always kind of struggled through my Christian walk with my image, as most people do. And and, and just to share a little bit about myself, is, is when I first became a Christian, and I was, you know, and I wasn't. And I was pretty rough around the edges, was, you know. I was pretty rough, but I, I went to the New Christians class, and, and um, I was only like a couple of weeks a Christian, and, and I said, close your eyes, and God will show you stuff. And I closed my eyes, and, and, you know, I didn't see anything. But one day, God showed me this little ball. He showed me this little ball with all these layers over top of it, like like way high. And I said to God, what is that? And he says, that's you. I said, what do you mean? He says... That ball is you. I said, what's the other stuff? And he says, that's the images, that's the masks that you've put on over the years. And this is me as a young, young sort of 20-something, I can't remember. And I thought, and I thought about it, and I thought, he's right. And I thought about my past, and I thought about my history, and I realized that as a young person, I used to run around, and I would change who I was according to the people group that I was hanging with. So I'd hang with these guys. I've had the sporty guy, hey, hey, yeah, 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 sweet, sweet, yeah. Joe sure, bro. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then I'd go and hang with these people, and i will try and sound intelligent with them. Hey, you you know, vive-lis, vive-lis, or something I don't know. <laughs> but something like that. Um, and so I found that, that when I look back on my life, I had actually, all throughout my childhood and teenage years, I'd actually learned to attract attention by putting on a different identity with every single people group. Of and God said, you've been doing it for so long, all these different masks, and all these personas that you've put on, that you've forgotten who you are. He's said, you've forgotten the person who you are. So that was really early in my Christian walk, and, um, and, uh, and then started my journey with God, um, not getting back to my identity, it's actually finding out who I really was, because I'd forgotten I, I was this person with that group, and, and yada yada yada, as I said and, 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 and the image thing changing your image is always a journey it 's always a journey it, it, it takes a bit of a period of time and i 'm hoping that tonight that I, um, that I encourage someone here tonight i 'm hoping that i I remind you of who you are i, I 'm hoping that because this is this is quite a dear thing for me, this whole image thing because i 've struggled with it myself. For many years, and, and I really hope that tonight, my heart tonight is that, that through this message, someone, someone gets it. Someone, they get another piece to the puzzle on their journey, you know? There's all these pieces to the puzzle. I am this, and I am and, and you learn along the way. And I really hope that tonight, through my little um, story and my journey, that, that, um, that it helps somebody here tonight. And really, really, you know, that's my thing. So, the Bible says that we, we've been created in the image of God. Um, And I I had a bit of a look at that as a... a, This is not long after. I had a bit of look at this as a young, young Christian. I said, what is the image of God? And I looked up the dictionary, and I tried to find out definitions of image. What is the image of God? And one of the definitions says, it's the appearance or the reflection as if in a mirror. I said, okay. So then I put that into context with this, and it says, we are made in the image, we are created in the image of God. So when you look into a mirror... Is the mirror. I'm the original. What you see is the image. Yeah? What you see is the reflection of me. It's not me, but it's my image reflected in the mirror. Are you with me? And the beautiful thing is, God says, We have been made in His image. We are that. When God, are you with me? If I'm God, that's us. Amen? Yes. That's us. We are made in the image of God. And that's powerful. Because if I am the image of God, okay, remember, look, remember the mirror scene? I'm the image, I'm in the mirror, I'm the image. I'm actually looking back at God. He's the, he's the original, yeah, yeah, I'm the image. So I am the image of God. I am the reflection of the perfection, as you've probably heard before. Now, here's the thing. Jesus, who came on earth, was a full man, also made in the image of God. And as you know, when you look into a mirror, if you move, the image moves. Right, the image can't move without you, the original, original person moving. So I'm the image, and I'm looking back at God. And this is Jesus, and he says, I only do what I see the Father do. Are you with me? You catching me here? As the image, I can only do what I see the Father do. And I love Pastor Phil's message the other week about opening our eyes to see. I loved it because it, it reminded me of this. It reminded me that if I can see God doing something, I can do it. Powerful. If you get your head around that thing, if you can actually embrace it, if I can see God doing something, I can do it because I am his image. I'm the reflection of him. Yeah? Right. So just turn your Bibles. That was that was a little precursor to my start. Um, open your Bibles, please, to James 3, chapter 2. Ch- James chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. And I'll read something to you. Oh, I'm already on it. Oh, and no, I've already read that, sorry. Moving on. James chapter 1. Verse 23. It's just over the page. Flick. James chapter 1, verse 23. And it says this. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty... But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not forgetful, he's not he's a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So what we have here is we've got a hearer of the word. Now, how many times have you come to, the, come to church and said, hey, how was church? Yeah, it was good, good. What did they talk about? Crickets. Yeah, how many times have you, honestly, how many times have you come and someone said, what well, was church? How was it? It was good. What did they talk about? And you forget. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, that's none of you guys. But here we have the hearer who just hears the word of God. He doesn't do anything about it. The Bible says that they actually forget who they are. It's like a man looking in the mirror, but forgetting who they are, right? But he says there's another man, and he looks into the perfect law of liberty continually. Why continually? The perfect law of, 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 uh, of liberty, the perfect law of liberty, he says. He's looking, looking, looking. Perfect law. Why does God want us to look into the perfect law of liberty continually. Because this is who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this, the Bible, Beautiful. is your mirror for your life. The Bible, the Word of God, reflects who you are. This right. is you, yeah? yeah? God, the Bible is not scriptures just with truths and goals that you should attain and aspire to. Right. The, God, the, the Bible is actually, it reminds you, it reveals who you are. That's what the Bible does. This is who I am. This, this this thing is who I am. So God says, put it in front of you continually because it reminds you who you are. Otherwise, you're going to forget because we forget who we are. Right. He says, do this continually, continually. This is who I am. This is who I am. So I'm not that person that, that, that mum told me who I was when I was a little kid. No. You're not that nasty thing that someone said about you when you were whatever. No, this is who you are. Right. This church is who we are, Right? And when you begin to to see scripture this way, when you begin to see the scripture as your identity, things start to change in your world. Things really do start to change in your world because you're not, because over here, you're in a world where you're saying, I should be more gracious. I should be more forgiving. I should be more loving. I should be more righteous. But when you're living in the Word of God, I am forgiving. I am righteous. I am am the love of God. Are you with me? There's a a complete shift in 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 your thinking. There's a complete shift in the way that you move and the way you live your life simply by understanding that the Word of God is your identity. You are in here. This is you, my darling. This is you. Evan, this is who you are. Like, I want, I want you guys to grasp this because this is, this is the basis of everything I'm saying tonight. I've got 45 minutes. So I might be done in 10. But this is the thing this is who you are, church. You're not what someone told you when you were a little kid. Ladies, you're not what the magazines say you are. Young girls, you're not what the guys said you are. This is who you are. And, and, and the Bible's saying that we've got, to, we've got to get this thing in us, we've, got to, we've actually got to believe that this is who we are. Because we're no longer, if we do that, we're no longer striving for a perfect identity. We're living from a perfect identity. Are you with me? We're no longer striving for the love of God. No. I live from the love of God. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? So when when we actually get the revelation that God is trying to reveal your true nature via the word, your whole world changes, completely. Because no longer will you stay in the grovel in the depths of, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, look, I've said these things myself, that's why I can say it. Oh, I'm so useless. Oh, I'm so not anointed. Oh, so, you know what I mean? And the thing is, the devil has kept so many Christians in that spot where they're trying to attain something that's rightfully theirs. Yeah, man, yeah. Trying to attain, trying to convince them out of something that they are. Mate, you're an absolute champion in Christ. And I see you, and I sometimes see you doing a little bit of a the dance with the bank, but I've I got to say to you that you've got these young people, seriously, they're going to go places, and they're going to go places because you believe who the Bible says you are. Right. And you're going to step out because you can start doing stuff and watch all these young people follow you. But it's not... A, you, oh, oh, I'm getting excited here. Seriously, I'm... Mate, there's such a big calling on your life and it's in here. It's in this, it's in this word here. And I can say that to every single person in the room. There's, you are this. I'll say it again and again and again. Let me just prove it again. Let me just turn to another scripture. What is it? Let's turn to Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And this is like a little, I believe this is like a little prophetic thing for us. Say yep, when you're there. Yep, beautiful. Luke chapter 4, verse 16, it says this. Talking about Jesus, it says, So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed... The book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book I love this, so cool. Jesus is a cool man. He says, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and he says, and the eyes of all the who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Cool, cool. I love it. Jesus goes to the temple. Here's the thing. Jesus goes to the temple and he gets up to read like he normally does. And they give him the book of Isaiah. They give him the scroll. And he unrolls the scroll. And you've got to know that when we come to church, we're not hearers. Pastor Phil and Pastor Julie, they give us the scroll. They give us the Word of God. It's up to us to unroll it. It's up to us to get into it and have a bit of a look at it. Not just hearers of the Word of God, but it's up to us to unroll it. And I love the thing that Jesus does. It says that he finds where it was written. And he reads a piece of scripture that talks about him only 2,000 years beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So 2,000 years beforehand, the scripture talks about Jesus. But Jesus comes along, gets it, and he finds where it was written. And he talks about himself. The Spirit of the Lord, he found where it was written. Jesus found himself in scripture. Are you with me? Yeah. Jesus himself found himself in scripture. And one of the challenges and one of the things in our life as Christians, one of the journeys that we've got to undertake is we've got to find ourselves in Scripture because you're there. Yeah, yeah. You're in there. You've got to find yourself in Scripture. Just like Jesus, that Jesus found it was written. And he, and he goes at the end, it's for food today and me and what you're hearing. How cool is he? Seriously. The deal is, you've got to find yourself in Scripture because you're in there, Ollie. You're in there. You're in the book. You've got to find yourself in Scripture. Because you're in there. Cam, isn't that beautiful? The book, the written word of God, it's talking about you. It's talking about you. I I remember the time. I remember the time, and I've told you the story. Um, I'll I'll say it again for for the visitors who are here. When I was a young Christian, um, I was walking down the street, and someone knocked me on the back of the head with a bar. Right. I went to hospital, um, I didn't know I went to hospital because I, I was knocked out, right, and, um, and I was in hospital for quite a while, and, and as I came to, the doctor says, he says, he says, I don't know why you're alive, he says, you shouldn't be alive, and he kept saying this thing, you shouldn't be alive, mate. And, he's, and he's like astounded, looking, you shouldn't be alive, like, almost stressing, you shouldn't be, i like, you know, he says, you shouldn't be alive, you should not be alive. He says, you know, I'll be alive." And anyway, I didn't tell anyone about the about the about the accident, and and um, I was still doing new Christians. And this is this is my first puzzle to my journey of finding who I was, and and I and I went back to church because I couldn't walk for a couple of weeks, um, and I went back to church on the day that was water baptisms for the new Christians, and and I'd read up on where Jesus was water baptized and and all that kind of stuff, and because um, the pastors at the time said, you know, you could expect the word from God, because God spoke to Jesus on his water baptism day. So as I'm getting water baptized, they, they give me a you know, a, a nice word and, and that kind of stuff. But in my spirit, I expected something a little more. In my spirit, I thought, no, no, there's a, there's a bigger word for me somewhere. And as I'm walking in, this little old lady whips up her dress and starts walking out the water toward me. And, and you know, it's quite a long walk. And so she's walking this way and I'll sort of do this way and she does this and I'm doing this kind of thing. She does this Trying to do these steps, you know, and um and she keeps going. She keeps coming out to me, and and she comes up to me, and I hadn't told you about my thing. And she said, she said, uh, the devil's trying to make an attempt on your life. He's trying to take you out. He's trying to kill you as as a young as a young Christian, as a young seed. And she said, um, he sent someone to extinguish your life, and uh, and he almost succeeded, you know. But in the eleventh hour, in the very last minute, she said. Jesus stood in between you and the devil, and he spoke to the devil, and he says, the shield, Pastor Phil, that you're talking about this morning, he stood in between me and the devil, and he spoke to the devil, and he said, leave him alone, he's mine. And I've got work for him to do. Leave my son alone, he's mine. And she said, and this old lady's telling me this thing, she says, something to do with the back of your head, I don't know where I've been hitting the back of the head. And I was, and I was like, I was really, I was profoundly, uh, I was was in awe because I hadn't told him about this and I was still a new Christian. But as she told me this thing, the scripture came to me of when God spoke to Jesus at his water baptism. And he says, you know, he says, um, I've forgotten it now, I've got a mind blank. Hey, this, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And that hit me. That piece of scripture hit me. And For the first time in my life, growing up in a solo parent family, I found that I had a father. For the first time in my entire life, I found I had a father. I found myself in scripture. For the first time in my life, I found someone who was pleased with me. First time in my life I found someone who gave me worth. You know what I mean? And and the deal is, is I found a piece of who I am. I'm a son of God. Yeah? I'm a son of God. That's who I am now. And the thing is, it's changed the way I've lived my life. Because you can't escape being a son. I'm not a son today. You know what I mean? I've started to walk differently. I've started to. Live my life differently because I found that I'm a son of God. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I am the son of God. I started to do things way different because I, I, I can't speak like that because I'm the son of God. Yeah, yeah. I started to believe that I had worth. I started and that's the deal. When you find yourself in the Word of God, your life changes, church. Yeah. When you find your identity in the Word of God, yeah. your life changes. And um and I believe it's one of the one of the one of the greatest areas of attack that the enemy has on people, especially young people. Even adults actually in the hidden in their hidden worlds is your identity and who you are. And and we walk around with this limp on the inside. We walk around with this limp of who we you know what I mean? Oh I've got this yeah but I've oh mate, no, you should have seen what I've done when I was oh no. and God wants to liberate a lot of people tonight. God wants to liberate us, the church, into believing and to seeing who you really are. And the thing I love about being in this church is that we have pastors who allow us to be us. I'm telling you, church, this is a beautiful church because we have pastors who are big enough to allow people to be who they are and not change them. We have pastors who are big enough that when I get up and preach, the most honoring, like I feel so honored when I get up here and I preach and our pastors actually submit to the message. They're like, yeah, that's good. Rah. They're not sitting above it. They're not sitting above the message saying, mm, yeah, listen to that old people. Okay. That's for you. Did, you. did you get that word, Cam? That's for you, son. You know? I love that we have pastors who are big enough to allow us to be who we are, to release us into being who we are in Christ. Amen? And and I guess tonight I just wanted to remind you that you are incredible. I just wanted to remind you that you are beautiful. That there is a man, there is a God in heaven who looks at you every day of your life and says, You are beautiful. I want to remind you that you are a man, God says, You are courageous. Oh, but I'm a little weedy. You know, you're courageous. And you may ask, How do you know that, Ra? How do you know that about me? You don't know me. You don't know me from a bar of soap. Well, the truth is, I do. Because I see you. I see you right here. This is who you are. You and I look at the same mirror every morning. You and I look at the same mirror, you beautiful person. I love that All the guys are like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the girls are like quiet, and all the guys are getting, like, yeah. But that's the truth. That's the truth. That you are a beautiful people, and it's time to stop living in that lie. And I, I'm going to step out here. Man, I struggled with this message, and I wondered why. I struggled getting this thing together, and it was kind of. My wife really helped me out here, but I struggled with this and I wanna but I want to step out, I want to say that there is someone in this room who struggles so much with their identity, there's thoughts of suicide. I don't say that lightly. I don't say things like that. I don't want I'm not saying this for effect or for emotional pull. But I was in worship that earlier on, you know, God really just showed me that there's someone in here, maybe two or three, that that's struggling with their image. They're struggling with who they are, and, and almost to the point of suicide, where you're like, you can't love yourself, you don't. And I think one of them's a girl. I'm pretty sure one of them's a girl. God, not. I feel there's a girl in the room that's just really struggling with who, you, with your image. That the enemy has gotten there and he's told you a lie. And I'm telling you it's a lie. I know it's a lie. I know the truth. And I really believe that God's going to set you free tonight. Honestly, and I I encourage you, whoever that person is, be brave. We're going to worship for a little bit. And and, uh, I'm going to invite some other people to come down. But if that's you, I want you to come down, please. come down, because it's really pulling on me, it's really pulling on my heartstrings right now, because this is close to me, this whole image thing, it really is, and and I want you set free, I want you liberated, I want you living in the fullness of all, who, of all that you are, and also I want to ask, you know, if you've struggled with a little bit, and, and look, we all have, we all struggled for a little bit. But if you struggled for it but you know when we do a little bit of worship later on we've got time why don't you just come down and 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 just get on the altar of God and let God speak to you yeah. and let God tell you who you are let God reveal the truth to you and i pray that for a spirit of liberty in your house Lord God holy spirit i pray for courage i pray for boldness all of those who are struggling with this, this image thing. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.